0: Hey, what's up and welcome. David Scales here for Surf Splendor. Today I'm bringing you an episode of Surf News with my comrade Scott Bass. Tons has gone down in the last week or so in the world of just massive wave surfing, Mavericks, Jaws, start of the Triple Crown in Hawaii. It's crazy we're already getting into the Hawaiian season. It's such a exciting time of year that just kind of sneaks up on us and then it's gone again. So exciting times plenty to watch throughout the course of any given day uh so that's really really rad um thank you to everybody who's donated to the show really really appreciate that and it is going a long way scott and i have more to discuss on that in the coming weeks but um just to bring you up to speed we've implemented a donation platform on surf podcast.com forward slash donate And if you'd like, we're recommending that you just give a $5 monthly donation. That'll help keep this show afloat. Um, Or you can give a one-time donation as well. We're happy for anything. Just throw some change into the bucket. If everybody listened to this show threw some change into the bucket, we would be able to produce weekly episodes, essentially. So that is our ultimate goal. Thank you for that. And then, of course, um, follow us on social media at Surf Splendor. I'm going to be posting some little videos from uh, when Scott and I get together. There's a fresh one on there for you today. So check that out and uh, tag a friend in it, you know, help the show grow that way. And I think that's all the talking I have for you right now. I'm going to pitch it to Scott to lead us into the surf news episode. Hope that you enjoy it. I will be back at the end to sign us off. Thanks again for listening.
1: Yeah, guy, yeah, freaking guy, yeah, guy, down the line, Surf Talk Radio, Scott Bass and David Lee Scales coming at you on this November 15th, it's a Tuesday, the year 2016, and uh, David, what do you have to say for yourself? I have to say good morning to you, Scott. Sorry it's about that. Been
0: a, it's been a wonderful couple of weeks. I'm so excited to see you again. Here we are live at the Surfing Heritage and Culture Center in San Clemente, California. Surfingheritage.org. I like your intro music today. Yeah. No offense to Shine from last week. Shine Down. Shine Down, sorry, from the previous week.
1: That's, um, blood. That's my blood
0: you're talking about. I know it is. That's why I said no <laughs> offense to the blood, but I'm down with the jazzy track,
1: too. What are we listening to? This is Kenny Burrell. Okay. And uh, he's a pretty incredible guitar player. Can you hear that? I can
0: hear it. I'm hip. Hip to it, Scott.
1: Yeah, he's got some cool jazz blues going. So I'm a big fan.
0: I'm sure you have um, something to open the show with in terms of listener email or something. But seriously, let's reflect on the week that was. Like the last couple of weeks, actually, with Waves in California. Has it been the best couple of weeks in your life?
1: Uh, it's been pretty damn good. Best I, ever, Scott. Best, best ever? ever? I mean, Scott. look, there's been great. <laughs> I mean, I guess the answer is yes, because there's no need to look back and kind of reminisce. Like, Yeah. Right? It's sort of good to just be in the present. I you mean, know?
0: honestly... I'm not going to say best ever either, but it's as fun as it's been. Like it's as yeah, fun it doesn't as it get any better. It doesn't get it doesn't any get, get any better. And it wasn't like treacherous, really. Not around here, anyways. It was just like good size, good conditions, good direction, good everything. Just super, super fun for as long as you could handle it, basically.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah, everyone's pretty surfed out, which is kind of cool because those days after being surfed out, um, you can get waves. You know, without really anybody around, more or less, you know, like people are just tired. I was tripping,
0: showing up at the beach in the afternoon, and it's like head high, peaky, offshore, nobody out. Yeah. It's like, what? Where is everybody? Like literally Huntington Beach, Surf City, USA, the epicenter of the industry, all the brands, and nobody's in the water. Just what the heck, dude?
1: Yeah, it's been it's been really fun. Uh, any
0: highlights? Or I saw a photo of you getting <laughs> shacked.
1: <laughs> That's my highlight. No, I mean those two days were just incredible, and there was just the one really offshore day. I think it was Wednesday, and then Thursday was a little lighter offshore, but just the period and the swell dropped a bit, so maybe it was a little bit more consistent. And it was just, I mean, everybody got waves everywhere you went. People were getting yeah. good waves, and and you know. Uh, yeah, I can give you some personal highlights. I got good waves, you know. Like, what do you want me to do? Break down every wave for you? I do. Tell you how
0: barreled I got. That's what we do. It's a podcast. I have to talk about surfing.
1: <laughs> I got a bunch we of have good ones. To I got burn. a bunch of good waves. I'd rather not. Uh, you know, my ego's big enough. God forbid I start <laughs> telling listeners, you know, a verbal breakdown of something that they probably should see. in the truth. Well, for-
0: so I did see that. Photo. Oh, right. And uh, where'd you get that photo, and where was it? What Let's were you riding? see. I
1: was riding a Mark Andrini Serena. You're talking about a photo where I'm sort of in a really green, crystal green persuasion type um, kind of almond. I'm in the pocket, not necessarily back in the zone. But, um, it looks
0: like you're going to get shacked.
1: Yeah, it was just a little moment, which is what Cardiff does. It does little moments. It doesn't do long, lengthy barrels, but... Um, But yeah, so that was just, um, that was Wednesday afternoon. Mm -hmm. You know, tide was starting to, I think, maybe come in. And and the sand has been really good at Cardiff Reef. So um, normally you take off from the outside and there's sort of a hole in a middle section that you have to cut back through. And then if the tide's right, you can connect to the inside sandbar and get a little running moment there. But lately, or at least last week, it had this... Situation or scenario where the wave was running all the way through the middle, kind of whole section. Love that. And yeah, it was just really, really great. And my friend Chris took the photo, who's, um, surfs Cardiff a lot. He's originally from New York and, um, he's a good guy. And just one of those random things where I'm, he's like, Hey, I just took a really cool photo of you, you know, and he showed it to me. I'm like, oh shit, you got to send me that.
0: Yeah, you're psyched. Like,
1: yeah. So yeah. Um, Very cool. Yeah.
0: I, um, Right before that big kind of opening day at Mavericks, I was up in San Francisco, Santa Cruz, and um, I got a direct message on Instagram from a listener of this show. He's like, hey, man, um, listen to the podcast. It seems like you're into wine. My family owns a winery in Paso Robles. Like, I'd love to send you some wine. And if you're ever in the neighborhood, you should swing by and do a tasting lunch or we could surf or whatever. And I was like, dude, I'm going to be in – I'm going to be driving through that area this week coming back from San Francisco. It'll be too early to drink, but let's surf, you know? So we met (laughs) – I mean –
1: Good for you. (laughs) Not to mention I'll be driving.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So we met up – at morrow bay and surfed brian cass the winery is cass family vineyards or cass winery uh-huh. and uh sent me a case of wine as well just as a thank you for doing this show cool and uh but we linked up and got to surf together and it was unbelievably offshore i've never actually surfed Morro bay proper like near the rock you know um and it was all right The waves were okay and it was super offshore uh but that was just rad to connect with somebody you know a listener and go shred together. so
1: now that you're traveling up north a lot because it seems like you are do you have do you have all the proper wetsuits and everything great question yes i do and i wanted to recommend what you, this what are you recommending
0: i wanted to recommend one this. after you okay i really wanted to recommend this to listeners um a
1: friend of mine turned me on to it this brand called need i just got that suit you Did i just bought that same suit that's the one i was going to recommend okay need essentials need right? essentials yeah. need essentials.com
0: this is Big not fan. a paid advertisement no, this at is, all
1: this is random coincidence that i was totally because i didn't think you even knew about
0: it yeah totally so um yeah my friend turned me on to it basically for listeners i'll explain what it is uh the wetsuits are made in the same factory that all the other main brands are made in and made to the same specifications like super premium good quality wetsuit their gimmick which isn't really a gimmick is that they don't put any logos on anything. They don't have a team of surfers. They don't pay for advertising anywhere. It's just the bare essentials, which is a blacked out wetsuit. No frills, no direct
1: to consumer, no No marketing budget. They cut out the middleman and they go straight to you, which is what the internet's all about. Yeah. And it's, and it's taped and glued and the suits are warm. They don't have smooth skin. It's all pure neoprene. Like there's no smooth skin. Finish, but I'm okay with that. No big deal. Yeah. So the suits. The point is, they're
0: cheap. They're cheap. So a I buck bought,
1: seventy. Yeah, buck seventy
0: for a four three, right? No, that- I got a three two for a buck seventy. Prices went up ten or fifteen bucks because I bought the 4.3 a couple weeks prior, and I think it came delivered after tax for like one seventy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so crazy. And I've been so excited about it. I've been randomly telling people Me in the water. I've been, mean, dude, check out the suit. I only got it for a I, because my whole thing is. In the past, I will pay. I had paid, you know, 400, 380 bucks for a top of the line suit, mm-hmm. wetsuit, and for the price of one suit, you can now get two killer suits. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, suits are, for me, suits are a season. One season. That's that's it. it. Yeah. And as much as you like to say, yeah, I'm going to use it two seasons, you're not going to. It's well, going to deteriorate.
0: It, it looks like it's in good shape at the end of the season. But it's leaking, you know? And, like, right. when you put on a brand new suit, you're like, holy crap, huge difference between right. this suit and my previous, yeah.
1: So, I just think for a buck seventy, why not get two suits for one season, always have a dry one, yep. and or just get one, and, yeah. you know, depending you on your budget.
0: So, literally, it's the equivalent of a $400 wetsuit from any of the other brands for under 200 bucks.
1: Just no bells and whistles. Mine's a back zip. Mine's a front zip. Yeah. yeah, so... The one
0: catch... They just overlooked this in the design. Was there's no key holder?
1: Yeah, well, Did you notice that? I don't because I don't. Okay. I don't hide my key in my suit anyway. Yeah. So.
0: Well, it doesn't have one. But so it turns out, I love the suit and I wanted to get booties to how, prep how for are the booties? winter. Amazing. But I went split toe, or I got the split toe.
1: I don't like split toe, but yeah. they do have the round full. The full. I'm round. not sure if they do,
0: but I always get split toe. So I went and picked them up from the guy. Like, I just emailed him. Oh, really? Are they around here somewhere? Yeah, he's in Huntington Beach. They drop ship out of Huntington, but his office is in Long Beach. Turns out, um, he and I kind of know all the same people. He's from the surf industry, but... Went and chatted with him for a bit, invited them to kind of do a segment on the podcast, which I'm not sure if that'll come together or not. But he told me everything about the brand, and it's exactly what you and I just said. They're introducing um, more things like board shorts, jackets, like the super nice down Patagonia-style jacket. Again, same deal, half the price of what you'd buy yeah. from Patagonia. Yeah. But again, because he works in the industry for so long, he's sourcing it from the exact same factory that's oh, yeah. making all the other brands. Oh, there's
1: no doubt. I, I wear the suit. I wouldn't talk. Good about it if I didn't love it. Yeah. You know and what I mean? I've
0: owned every brand of wetsuit, dude, from Patagonia, yeah. like Matu, like all of them. And this is as good as anything I've ever had. Yeah, so
1: huge yeah. fan. Needessentials. I'm
0: Neat a, big fan. Is I'm the a big fan too.
1: Yeah. I am, and not, but you know, it doesn't mean I do have Patagonia wetsuits. I do have O'Neill wetsuits, and I'm big fans of those suits as well. I think if you're if you're a consumer that's doesn't have a big budget, uh, this is a no brainer.
0: It doesn't matter what your budget is. This is a no-brainer.
1: It is a no-brainer.
0: You know, it's like why not get it for half the price? Because I'm time.
1: trying to kiss ass to Patagonia and <laughs> O'Neill and the other people that I get suits from. Yeah, those are all great,
0: but this is a great yeah, smoking deal. You get deal. two
1: for the price of one. Yeah,
0: exactly. I like the no logo thing too. I do
1: too. The blacked I love out that. suit looks rad. I know. I love the whole like James Bond vibe. I feel yeah. like I'm going to like play backer at some casino or something.
0: You yeah, know? totally.
1: So those guys just got a huge plug purely based on the value and that the suits work like they had no idea you and i were going to talk about this
0: well i told so i told the guy his name's rob by the way um when i was leaving i rob picked,
1: you a big no just no, kidding, no, no.
0: no i picked up the booties i paid for them and then at the end i mentioned about this podcast and that i'd like to talk about him he's like dude i'll flow you some pro like i don't know what but can i do anything and i'm like dude don't worry about it honestly i'm thrilled with it i'm thrilled to pay the super cheap price i am too and no we'll just yeah. talk about it
1: it's all good yeah so yeah, cool. Well, I don't know how we got there. Oh, I did visit your lovely Huntington Beach last weekend. Oh, for the board builders, uh, Bob the Greek Boland has his International Surfboard Builders Hall of Fame awards thing, and Wayne Rich, our friend Wayne Rich, was inducted. So I drove up to Huntington, and
0: this is my Duke of the Week, dude. Checked. Oh, really? Cool. He is. Uh, yeah for right. this for this exact reason. Yeah. So tell me, what happened?
1: Oh, it was just great. You know, it was just. Um, Bob Bolin maybe goes on for too long. That guy likes to hear himself talk, which is funny coming from you and I here. We are. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, as an event director, I was just cringing going, God, we got to cut this guy down to side. Like he spends way too much time talking. Really? It was an hour and a half before he even got to the, no way he was lame. Like brutal. People dude. were like rolling their eyes going, no, please. Like let the people that were here to, you know, I don't, you know, I'm here to hear Wayne rich and all these guys. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Dude, I don't need an, I don't, you know, don't tell me about your cat. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to know any of it. You know, Amazing. like, I'm not here for you.
0: Amazing.
1: But, um, but tell me know. about Wayne! I just got up there, got a little emotional, said his thanks to everybody. And that's the thing. They, they kind of like don't give you, that's the other side of it, is they didn't give the inductee guys very much time to talk. Oh, really? They kind of like take the mic from you. If it was up to me, there'd be a podium. There'd be no Bob Bolin introducing everybody and spending an hour on each one. There'd just be a host that brings them up and let the people that were there, give them 20 minutes to talk. Yeah. Well, but, it is <clears throat> up to
0: you because you have your own event that you do and you can do it that way.
1: Well, look, I, I appreciate what Bob's doing. I'm being hypercritical because I'm an event guy. And, yeah. and I know because I was standing next to other people that were going, God, somebody's got to shut this guy up.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny that he can't read the room. Like he should have noticed everybody No, no, this is his moment.
1: This is his moment. He's like lives for this. Like he's not, even if you told him to be quiet, he'd go, that's it, I'm going to speak longer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is his moment to kind of shine. And so he, believe me, takes it full advantage of it.
0: So who else was inducted with Wayno? Uh, uh, Bob McTavish?
1: Yeah, Bob McTavish, Wayne Rich. I don't have the full list in front of me, but. um, You were there
0: for Wayno though. Yeah, I, I heard
1: Wayne and I laughed. You know, because I, by then it was two hours in. I'm like, dude, I don't have four hours for this.
0: Um, well, I was going to attend, uh, but I was in Joshua Tree on a little camp trip with my pops. Oh, cool! So otherwise, I would have been there. Um, and I have, I will be publishing my interview with Wayne Rich next week, actually, because I linked up with him a week or two ago. Yeah, and recorded an interview. So, but he is my Duke of the week. Jumping to the end of the show real quickly uh, for being inducted into the International Surfboard Builders Hall of Fame. Cool. Yeah. Uh, really great dude man
1: oh yeah full on salt of the earth one of my dearest friends he's a we have a um you know we have a, a full brotherly relationship that goes way beyond surfing or surfboards
0: yeah he's in like you said uh when he got on the mic he let some emotion show oh yeah he is a emotional dude
1: yeah he's 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 got warm. the spirit of the universe dwelling in his being, man. He really does, and he is a warm, loving human. It's yeah, it's uh, with really flaws like we all have.
0: No, but it's really interesting. Um, he doesn't mind letting that emotional part show. You know, it's it's kind well, of endearing. that's what's
1: life. That's what life is. You know, like how yeah. many times have I tried to hold back my emotions in a public setting when it's like, you know what? This is why. The spirit of the universe put me in the universe is to emote and live. So many times we're told to not emote. And when you think about it, you never you always feel better after you've emoted because you've totally. lived. You've let your all your brain chemistry and everything come out, you know? This is your segue into you expressing all
0: your admiration for me? That's okay. Just your hair dude. Scott, go ahead. Scott. Scott, <laughs> go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> let let it all hairdo. out, dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why do you always make fun of my hair? Dude? I don't know. I just I, <laughs> Maybe I'm jealous of that wave you've got. It's natural. I don't even comb it, dude. Well, it better be God if you if you did it if you worked at that. I'd be really pissed off. Jeez, this is embarrassing.
0: I'm glad that this is not a video podcast because I'm just trying I would to create be so tension ashamed. between us.
1: I don't really give we a shit about to, your. We don't hair. need to fake it. All right. Um, I got some emails. Yeah, Are you ready hear for that? Yeah. So, um, our good friend Zach Poplar, sent me a great email. I got a couple of emails. I know you got one of them about last week's show. And our efforts to kind of tweak the WSL so that Hawaii is more important. Did you get the one from Mm Eshow? I'll let you read that one. I'll read this one, and then we'll take it from there, okay? So this is from Zach. He says, Scott David, I love the show. In fact, I just started listening to podcasts, and the iPhone has been tuned in exclusively to your show. And I just listened to the most recent episode. I have a few comments. One, in regards to the world tour events being decided prematurely, or I should say, world titles, in regards to the world titles being decided prematurely an interesting thought why not add sunset beach and halieva to the tour as have you as you have said a tour within a tour but make these tours within the tour throughout the year for example the australia events would be a series and there would be a series winner the Americas events Brazil Trestles would be the Americas series and there would be a series winner there the Pacific events another series winner culminating in the Hawaiian events the Triple Crown so someone wins each series and each series would also be allocated points and the Triple Crown could be weighted more heavily being the final series and most likely to produce the world champion his second comment Zach Zach writes, in regards to Kelly Slater and John John, I think you guys have overlooked what Slater is doing here regarding his quote-unquote retirement announcement. Remember what Slater did right after DeSouza won the world title last year. He stole his effing thunder by dropping the best man-made wave the world has ever seen. What did he do this year right after JJ's day, John John Florence's day? He dropped his media bomb with his quasi-announcement, further diffusing an underwhelming championship. Always playing mind games, that guy. And I think this Cosmic 12 that you mentioned, David, is real. JJF really won the world title with ease this year, and I could see him steamrolling to 12. So that email from Zach Plopper. Pretty cool email. Yeah, interesting. And the first part of it, both parts of it, are worthy of a little dissection.
0: Yeah, I love the idea of the Cosmic 12, um, but I don't know that I fully agree with Kelly's announcement for retirement being an effort to diffuse John John's world title kind of excitement and hype because I have a feeling, I guess. Did he post that on Instagram? He did. That's where that was. Okay, my thought was that somebody interviewed him and he said that, and then it came out in the news, so it wasn't necessarily timed by him. But now that I'm thinking about it, he did actually announce it on Instagram the day after John John's. Yeah, so that could actually have some validity. So
1: so Zach's got the conspiracy theory rolling.
0: Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think the wave... Pool thing was intentional for sure. Last year, when he announced that the day after Adriano won,
1: well, it's one of those things. It's like, do you do you announce it before the world title, and then you lose the steam? Like your then your press release is lost in the shuffle. Although right. that wouldn't have been lost in the shuffle. No, that one. No. And do you do you remember exactly how many days it was after World? Was it like two days after the world title? And all No, of a sudden, it was
0: the very next day. The
1: very next day, everyone's talking about Kelly. Adriano I forgot won. that Adriano was even the champion. <laughs> I know. Adriano won. And then the very
0: next day, Kelly announced that thing. Posted and video so of it.
1: this time around, Zach is suggesting Slater's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He didn't have a new... Is he that? I don't think he's that... What's the right word? I don't think he would be that dis- disrespectful.
0: Yeah. On purpose. Yeah. Well, I think Zach is. Zach's, been, Zach's, Zach's got a No, in this no, part. no. I think Zach has a point in that it's not disrespect. It's a
1: mind game. It's like. He's yeah, gonna, but that's he, still, he that John, would be John. considered disrespectful. If if you. There's malice intended if you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. As soon as John. As soon as. Like, you know, if you thought about it, with even if you thought about it after the fact, after the world title was decided, like the day after, and you're like, now would be a good time to say, hey, I'm back in it.
0: I think it's more ego than it is malice. Like, it, he knows they're going to be going head to head for a world title next year, and he needs to keep the Jedi mind trap on Jon Jon. Like, hey, I'm the king. I'm always the king. I proved you I'm the king by getting more views than you did last year after you won the title or whatever, more media hype. And I'm gonna steamroll you this this year, you know, or whatever.
1: By the way, I'm all for this. I'm glad. I'm glad Kelly did this. Whether or not there was any ego or malice or some forethought, some specific intent to use yeah. lawyerly, lawyerly vernacular, but I'm pretty. I'm pretty psyched that that Kelly's like I'm all in. Yeah, right I'm away. Sure. I'm telling you right now. I'm putting all my chips in the middle of the table before you've even dealt the cards.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of that too. Isha.
0: Yes. Why don't you read E-shows? E-Shows? Scott and David. I continue to enjoy the podcast. Keep up the good work. Um, oh, two things about last week's surf news. Firstly, I had forgotten Gabe Medina had won the Triple Crown until you mentioned it. Yeah, nobody you remembers. And, you and I had to look it up during the show because it was like, who won last year? What's oh, the yeah, Triple Gabe Crown Medina? again? I
1: don't even know. It's, it sounds like a rum. Is it a rum drink? Yeah. So then e says... And then I
0: remembered he did a huge, amazing floater at sunset. It was not often, or it's not often that a floater is memorable, but this
1: was. Do you remember that? floater? I, well, when Isho sent this, I do recall that it yeah. was a pretty crazy floater. I
0: posted an Instagram of it last year, a video of it, yeah. and uh, yeah, that was remarkable. Yeah. So Isho, but we even
1: forgot that kind of right? Completely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, he had to remind us. <laughs> yeah, we talked I, about
1: it last week and we didn't remember the floater. No, no exactly.
0: Um, second, I had an idea to make the triple crown. Uh, More interesting, instead of, or in addition to Scott's idea of the big cash payout for the Triple Crown event and having the Triple Crown winner become the CT first alternate, the WSL should count the results of the Triple Crown as the 12th CT event. So the winner of the Triple Crown gets 10,000 CT points, second gets 8,000 CT, third and fourth get 6,500, etc. There are quite a few benefits to this. Firstly, pipeline counts as its own contest and as part of the triple crown that effectively makes pipeline worth 1.33 wct contest making it the most important contest of the year secondly the world title will almost certainly be decided at pipe every year a surfer would have to totally dominate the year to win before the tour went to hawaii three sunset and haleiwa would each count for 0.33 ct events so the least so it. Least sunset would be partially on the CT. Fourth, Hawaii would benefit in two ways. A, direct financial benefit from more pro surfers and their entourages spending more time in Hawaii, more viewership, sponsorship, interest in the Triple Crown. B, in a spiritual, emotional way because it reaffirms Hawaii's rightful place as the center of surfing where world championships are won and lost. And to be world champion, you have to prove yourself in a variety of Hawaiian waves. Uh, this is a
1: great email, in my yeah. opinion. I, I'm more in favor of eShow's concept than Zach's. Yeah. And I think it makes tons of sense. I've, for years and years and years, I've said they've got to do something about this. The tour has to end in Hawaii. And I've always put the caveat out there look, I'm not the guy that's going to figure it out. There's professionals that are getting paid at the WSL or back then the ASP. There's um, Al Hunt. Somebody needs to figure this out. It's not going to be me. I just know it needs to be fixed. Well, Esho has certainly, if not figured it out, laid the foundation for what I think is a pretty good fix. Yeah, I And agree. I'm sure and confident that our friends at the WSL, Dave and Jonathan and those guys are listening, and I hope that they bring it up with powers that be because I think it's a great idea. I think and it is it too. needs to be fixed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like
1: it. Good job, Isha. Yeah, and
0: thanks for the donation, Isha. Appreciate that. Isha donating. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Nice. So um, any more listener emails that you want to get to?
1: None that I have.
0: Well, um, and by the way, we should mention about the donations. We appreciate the donations that have come in. And Scott and I have each set up a donation platform on our respective websites, but they all get pulled and divided appropriately. and so, if anybody wants to contribute to the show, feel free to donate. com or Down the Line Radio. No, no, board, oh, Boardroom, boardroom show, show.
1: BoardroomShow.com. Yeah. Or SurfSplendorPodcast.com. Yep, yep. So, and thanks for that. That's how you can donate. Keep this thing alive. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Scott,
0: one of the other things we discussed in last week's show or two weeks ago was your upcoming trip to the Enland surf park. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I was so excited. And I really
1: shamed you for even wanting to go. I know. And So what I, happened, dude? What You know, I got an email from Doug Coors who is the I don't know what he is. He's the owner. Is that from Coors, the yeah, beer Coors company? Yeah, Coors Beer, yeah. Doug Coors, the guy who built... We didn't talk about that, did yeah, we? Yeah, he's the he's the Coors Beer, one of them. Crazy. One of the kids of the Coors... Uh,
0: yeah, I've seen him on the commercials. Legacy. Yeah. So, so he, they're the guys that started the Endland Surf Park? Yeah, he it? owns
1: it and built it. It's his whole deal. That. He's a surfer. Didn't know that. So... I got an email from Doug Coors. Okay. So first of all, so we were set to go. It would be, it would be next Saturday and okay. Sunday. We were set to go surf the Inland Surf Park in Austin, Texas. And I was quite excited about it. I was gearing up just like any other surf trip. I had boards selected. I was wondering what the waves were going to be like. All the anxieties of a surf trip. <laughs> I'm just a Grom at heart, man. I was like deciding what to wear, which wetsuit, blah, blah, blah. You know, like doing and, – and as much as anything – and I sort of rationalized the trip as like a bucket list thing. I caught myself telling people, oh, yeah, you know, I just want to check it off the bucket list because I was a little bit embarrassed, I guess. Yeah. But I'm not really, whatever, who cares? It's, it, sure. it, it, it seemed like a fun thing to do. And as I mentioned prior, I've surfed in these wave parks, and they're fun. They are fun. And I like to have fun, David. Is that just so God. wrong? No, it isn't, and I'm proud of you. Carry on. So here's the, here's the email I got from... Not just me. This was a forum email he sent out to everybody that had reservations at $90 an hour. President, this is from Doug Kors. He writes, Dear Inlanders, which is what he calls us.
0: And by the way, for listeners, it's N-L-A-N-D. Inlanders.
1: N-L-A-N-D. Yeah, Enlanders. Yeah, Dear Enlanders, President Theodore Roosevelt famously wrote, Nothing in the world is worth having or worth doing unless it means effort, pain, and difficulty. Dot, dot, dot. End quote. Yeah, that's not a good way to start an email. (laughs) President Roosevelt, how prophetic you were, especially when it comes to building North America's first surf park. The liner in our reef section has been compromised more so than expected by fin and nose cuts, and we need to do more extensive repairs. Therefore, we will be closed through November and potentially beyond. If we reopen, we will personally rebook you. While this is discouraging, we are encouraged by the thousands of people who have surfed our waves and become ardent fans, and the millions more looking for their first set. We are committed to Endland and our simple promise to share our waves with the world, making waves Doug course. So that's the email I got. Wow. Now, it's interesting to note that he's not right. There are thousands of fans. This place is booked. Like, I, I told a buddy, I'm like, why don't you come with us? He's like, okay. And he tried to come with us, and it, the, all the time slots were taken. Hmm. So he's booked out. So poor Doug Coors has seen a lot of money just go by the wayside. Yeah. There was also a little local Austin, Texas news clip about when they drained the pool, all of the water went into a neighbor's floodplain and like ruined their driveway and everything. So there, there's this like old lady out in the street just all pissed off. She's got the camera guy there. She's like, "Look what they did to my driveway!" You know, crazy. <laughs> so it's not the best PR. And, um, anyway, yeah. I look forward to eventually someday surfing and uh, lands wave. And I did get a, a refund. And um, well, what do they do about your airfare? Airfare was through Southwest, so I just you know I don't mind having a credit with Southwest because I'm gonna I'll go to Salt Lake City and go snowboarding or something. But you know.
0: they do. I mean. I would assume that among all those other people who had reservations, someone's going to get s-
1: stuck. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there are definitely people that are going to get stuck and not be happy that yeah. that their airfare just and ho- well hotels you can cancel. Pretty yeah. much. but um, I don't know. I'm not like so I said. I'm not worried about, about
0: around the world to go do that. Yeah, thing, that's you know?
1: probably something that that they. That they deal with yeah. on the second level of emails. But sure. Like I would have been a guy that said, what about my airfare? And they would have went, oh, okay, here you go. Let me check with my insurance agent. Yeah. I'm sure they have insurance for that.
0: Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. I mean, we saw – so I didn't hear from you. Obviously, last we talked, you were going. And then a couple days later, the news hit that the park was being closed. And so we got a bunch of social media stuff. Everybody who listened to that episode was tagging me in the articles and being like, oh, man, Scott's got to be so bummed. (laughs) (laughs) He was so excited.
1: Well, part of me was the waves have been so good and continue to be good that I was like, God, I'm going to be leaving good waves to go surf this three-foot blown-out piece of shit. I know. (laughs) But I was excited and still am. And you know what? Maybe it'll be better like in the springtime when it's really crappy here.
0: Yeah. Well, what I'm surprised by is that he said, if we open again.
1: No, no, when they do, but it might not be. It might be through December. It just depends. I don't think he wants to put a time stamp on it based on. He doesn't really know when it'll get fixed. Okay. Last thing you want to do is cancel again, you know? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, sorry, Scott. No, that's okay. You know, it's funny. Um, remember I, I was the first one to, to call Kelly's wave the golden ticket when he was going he's, he's going to let some friends in and he did let some friends in and I'm like yeah. God those guys all got the golden ticket yeah. this was before he even announced the thing so I had my own little golden ticket not quite as golden <laughs> it as was Kelly's. a silver ticket it was not even silver it was Copper. like it was like one of those red tickets that you get in a raffle that you yeah. tear in half with a number on each side it was a raffle ticket right and my poor raffle ticket got lost so won yeah
0: Bummer! Sit Winning out. numbers didn't get called. No. All right, man. So we got a bunch to discuss: Mavericks, Jaws, uh, Hollyiba, Triple Crown started.
1: What about Donald Trump?
0: Oh yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> did did I mean has the country fallen apart yet? Is there is riots? No, in the but street. I'm people.
1: I'm not too stoked. No, I'm, I'm just I'm kind of blown away. It was a shocker. <laughs> I mean, I had one of those like. The other day I was sitting in my chair and I was it was a couple of days after and I realized Donald fucking Trump is our president It's of like United out of a, it's
0: seriously out of He's idiocracy, in, like the movie. You know like what? Is this even possible? I know, like how does this
1: happen? Yeah. I'm kinda of dumbfounded. It's crazy. And at first I kind of was like, ah, I don't care, whatever, and now I'm starting to kind of give a shit about it. Like yeah. I'm kind of I'm kinda of, I don't know, man. It's It's really disturbing. Um, I mean, I've never... We went from the smartest president to the stupidest president. Yeah. I think he's pretty dumb. Dumb and certainly the least qualified. God. It's crazy. And I didn't vote for Obama, just for the record. I'll set the record straight right now for full transparency. Yeah. I voted for Johnson, the libertarian. Yeah. Um, For for Barack, uh, I, I wrote in somebody and um, I think the first time we did vote for Barack the first in what was it 08 yeah in 08 I did vote for Barack um, so point and I gave money to Bernie Sanders and I gave money to some other uh, gave money to Carly Fiorina of all people but my point is is that I'm just I just want to be fully transparent I didn't vote for Trump I didn't vote for, Hil- for Hillary I'm just sort of dumbfounded yeah but from a surfer standpoint this means a lot of things I think does it one of them is the cost of wave storms is probably going to go through the roof. <laughs> because if Trump puts protectionism tariffs on imports from China, yeah. well, guess what? All the cheap shit that we buy at Costco and Walmart going to go through the roof pricing-wise until yeah. it's the same price that a wave storm is made here in America. So there's good news for the North American surfboard manufacturing industry, maybe not so good news for those of us that are manufacturing product in Asia, so where are you going to buy your wave
0: storms now? You're going to have to like. Um,
1: well, I get a bro deal. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> no. uh, for the record, no, I probably have ridden a wave storm at one point. I, I better not say I've never ridden one, but um, if I'm going to go softboard, I'm going to go INT because those yeah. ones are legit. Like yeah. those actually, I, there's guys where I surf that shred on those things. Yep.
0: Well, so. By the way, listeners, the Wavestorm is the number one selling surfboard on the planet. Right, if you didn't know, it's yeah. that
1: piece of crap foam Chinese made, throw it in your landfill. Used it's be, like 99 bucks. Yeah, it used to be when I
0: was young, the Doyle board. You know, it had like basically hard bottom but soft top. Yeah. That's what the Wavestorm is. Yeah. Jamie O'Brien's made them famous riding them at Pipeline doing step-offs and stuff.
1: So So the Wavestorm and like I say a lot of other things, you know, there's a lot of fins that are made in China, surfboard fins. There's a lot of, um, there's probably a ton of like bodyboards. Um, what else is made? So it'll just be interesting to see how yeah. it shakes out, right? Because Trump has been suggesting that he's going to he's gonna lock up um, goods that come in. Yeah. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean, and again, I'm speculating, I am not an expert at all. And, and really, and anything. But uh, <laughs> it could be the case that manufacturers have spread out their manufacturing uh, distribution outlets so that not only do they manufacture in China, but they might be also manufacturing in Vietnam or in other smaller countries around totally. Asia. Yeah. And those countries don't necessarily get tariffs put on their imports. Right. And so... If you've been wise enough as a manufacturer in Asia to not just consolidate in China, but also have other places where you manufacture, some of those tariffs might not affect you.
0: Yeah, and even if they aren't wise enough to have done that, they They can can just now. And the big
1: money is if you are a manufacturer that does stuff in Vietnam or Thailand or whatever, you'd be wise to go, hey, I know how to do this. Come follow me and just broker everybody into a deal. Yeah, Yeah, interesting times. Costco and Walmart, so the people all the guy all the people that voted for Trump thinking he's going to we're going to get jobs back. It's also going to mean I think it could mean inflation at Costco and Walmart, yeah, or anywhere else you get cheap Chinese shit, yeah
0: when you're hiring for a small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role, and there's no faster or effective way than through LinkedIn jobs. free that's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free terms and conditions apply i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment That is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is not um, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't
0: want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so
1: many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I don't buy anything cheap Chinese made at Costco, really. I just, only thing I buy there is like meat, produce, and wine. You know
1: the best filet mignons.
0: They have unbelievable meat department.
1: I'm a big meat fan there. I just cooked some filets from there yesterday. Did you? Yeah, just like Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Yeah, I've got it wired. Got it. Butter. Here's what you do. Real quick, I'm going to tell you what you do. You ready for
0: this? Well, this no, because this is not a
1: quick conversation.
0: Like I could do 30 minutes on my technique. I'm
1: going to try to go quick. Okay. You take a cast iron skillet that's been seasoned. Crank up the heat on that thing, super hot, and you keep it going until that thing is that skillet is scalding hot. Yep. In the meantime, you take your filet mignons, you take them out, you get them room temperature, you rub olive oil or just normal oil on them, and then you season them with your pepper or whatever your seasoning is, both sides, right? So you've got the scalding hot pan, frying pan, skillet. You throw them those steaks right into that frying pan right away, and two minutes on each side. You brown sear it sear it you sear both sides two minutes each side in the meantime you've got the oven going to 475 ovens preheated to 475 after you've seared your steaks you take the entire pan and put it But before you do that you got to put pallets of butter on each steak then you put it in the oven for seven to eight minutes for medium rare filet mignons yeah pull it out wrap those steaks in aluminum foil and let them sit for about five minutes mm-hmm. unwrap them and serve them yeah
0: It's good. It's a good technique. I've done a similar... That's Ruth Chris right there. I've done a similar technique for a lot of years. I've adjusted it slightly recently where I do actually the oven part first and then I sear the steak at the end. Wow. Yeah. And when I'm searing it in the cast iron, first of all, I use clarified butter instead of oil. Jeez, you are a cook. And... A couple sprigs of thyme and then crushed garlic. But the garlic, I leave the skin on and crush it so that it doesn't burn in the pan. Because if you take the skin off, it'll burn. So I go clarified butter, thyme with the garlic cloves while the steak is searing, and then just keep ladling that clarified butter over the top, basting the steak in it while it's searing. And and then I, but then I finish. That
1: sounds pretty damn good. But then
0: I finish the same way as you're saying, where obviously you got to let it rest for. Five is a little short. I'd go like let it rest for ten. Okay, you know, but Costco they do this bone-in ribeye that's as large as my face. It's like a tomahawk steak. I think is Without what you the call hair it. View. No, no hair. It is incredible, dude. So I might have to go there. And yeah, check that's that out. the deal right there. Is the tomahawk.
1: Oh my god, we've wasted so, our show and no. Talking listeners love this. They, they want. They want cooking tips. So.
0: <laughs> Um, so do you want to talk so Mavericks didn't run dude Mavericks so we got this huge huge swell in the Pacific that lit up all of California Scott and I were talking about it at the beginning of the show Mavericks went Richter that was a
1: titanic mistake the Titans of Mavericks. how do they do that how do they know. not run the event I don't know why didn't they run the Titans of Mavericks David tell me why because he was
0: running the following day or something and so no
1: I didn't run until Friday yeah that day was Tuesday wasn't it Tuesday Maybe. I think it was Tuesday. Yeah. So my question is, they have this waiting period. It starts whenever October twentieth or whatever it is. It yeah. runs through whatever. Why have the waiting period if it when it's 30 foot and perfect, what you're else not would gonna you have, have, want? What, Yeah. what can you wait for? Yeah. Will there be there can't be a better day. Mm-mm. There might be a day that's equal if we're lucky. Right. But as fans, I'm disappointed. Now they may have reasons why, and maybe one of the reasons is they're in communications with Peter Mal or people at the WSL or the athletes, and they don't want to run too closely. Right. But I think in the past this has happened. They have run on the same week. In fact, yeah. you kind of have to a lot of times when there's one totally. big double XL swell. And they're not
0: using the same pool of competitors, right? Right. So exactly. it's like WSL competitors aren't competing in the Titans of Mavericks, so there wasn't a conflict there. Because that was my initial thought was like, oh, the dudes who want to surf Mavs are obligated to Pihi, But, I mean, truthfully, guys who were surfing Piahi for the WSL event would have free-surfed Mavericks. They wouldn't have been in the event, but they did want to free-surf that swell. Yeah. Um, and they were out there for that swell. But I agree with you. That was Titanic day estate. of days. Yeah.
1: Titanic mistake. Titanic 2016. mistake. 2016. That was a double XL mistake. Yeah, totally. What a beautiful bone-in ribeye, best <laughs> steak ever. <laughs> I'm right showing there.
0: Scott my steak photos.
1: <laughs> so here's the other thing: there wasn't a lot of communication from them on why they wouldn't do it. There, it right. seems like, and I went on their site and I was on their site every day, going, "Okay, I'm trying to get an update here. Fill me in." They kind of went dark. Yeah, and dormant. Intentionally and not. Did you? Is do they not have a sponsor? I didn't see a title sponsor. There's nothing on there that says, Hey, Titans of Mavericks brought to you by Crest or who you know who I don't know who it is. But there's nothing on there. There's no monster energy drink. There's there's at the bottom of the page there's some small media partners like I think Red Bull. Yeah. But I don't think those are like the big presenting sponsors. That's just to have distribution, broadcast distribution so you can get sponsors. Yeah, exactly. They're the official so, digital
0: live stream partner. That's it.
1: I gotta think that this is, for instance, if they would have. Ta- By the way, I reached out to Peter Mell. I haven't heard back from him. But I'm like, do you communicate with them? Like, how does this go down? You know? Yeah. I just want some insight. I haven't heard back from Peter, but
0: but I'm sure you are on the message boards. What is what's the uh, conspiracy theory? Why didn't they I run? don't? I haven't looked on the message uh, okay. boards in a
1: while. Really, to be honest, I've been surfing. Yeah, but but. <laughs> I just, you know, just between you and me, I'm kind of going, at the very least, go, hey, here's why we're not running. It's 30 foot and perfect. Did you see the Instagram I put out? Yeah. Committee of One. Yeah. It's 35 foot and perfect and gnarly. Interestingly, on their site, it says it says something about the conditions that have to be met. And it says the word, like, is either treacherous or it's got to be death-defying or, like, they use one one little adjective, one descriptor at the end of it. Where they say how big it has to be, and then they also say it has to be. It's either death defying or gnarly or something. Yeah, I am looking right but now. Anyway, I don't look, see it. When Mavericks is thirty foot. It's it's never not death defying or gnarly. You oh know? yeah, so that's kind of like Dude. weird.
0: Well, I mean the le- I mean the most legit capable surfers were out that day. Oh and yeah. I saw some horrendous wipeouts. Yeah, all know? the guys
1: were there anyway. Why yeah. not? Yeah. And so you got to think, okay, they're like it's too early in the waiting period. That's what everyone's thinking. Then why have a waiting period? Yeah, that's why gone. isn't the waiting period start January fifteenth? Yeah, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it was exciting to see. Nevertheless, I so don't want to let that uh, was that it event. better
1: than it's a, a, a Titans event? Would you rather see the free surfing? Or would you see it on on Surfline's cam or
0: No, I wasn't watching it live. Oh. Really? Well, I guess actually a lot of maybe it was like Surfing's Instagram was posting almost live to the minute updates on Instagram, right. like video feed or video uh, uh, Instagrams. And then I watched a lot of the after the post stuff, you know, the things that got published after the fact. Uh, but I will say, I, would, I don't want to choose what's more interesting to watch that or Jaws because we got both in that week or this past week. But Mavericks is pretty freaking death defying and and insane to watch like there's an element of jaws that's beautiful and a little more idyllic and it's warm water and it's blue and it peels really nicely even though it is death defying as well mavericks on the other hand there's an element of treachery that just is haunting exactly like i don't want anything to do with that
1: it looks nuts no 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 it's it's completely crazy mental like
0: Looking at Jaws, it makes me think, like, you know, I might be able to paddle out there. Like, I would it. But Mavericks, on the other hand, I'm just like, hell no. I want nothing so to do brutal. with
1: that place. Well, that brings us to the women, right? Because I think what I find interesting is that they, of course, the women went out. And in a weird way, right? The women, I was thinking to myself that day, here's the headline for the for the Piaji Big Wave, the WSL Pihi Challenge, or whatever it was called. Yep is that the women finally broke the gra- the glass ceiling. You know, the Hillary Clinton wanted to break the glass ceiling. Well, the women surfers broke the glass ceiling by being invited and proving, a couple of them at least, that they're s- somewhat worthy of the time. Now, I know I can tell by the look on your face and others uh, that I've spoken with about this that it wasn't the best viewing from a fan's perspective because the girls just didn't, charge the way you would hope that they would charge the way the men charge and um a couple of them did okay you know but i don't really think there's i mean i don't know what are your thoughts on it like yeah they they broke the glass ceiling but did they? Did the glass really break or was it just like a dent just, in the <laughs> is it just like just a injured, shatter
0: i mean they literally injured their head they injured uh, their head it, they, bumping into the glass bumped ceiling. into the glass ceiling, i like, mean it's funny that you're the one making that statement about know, the glass ceiling because i know this is, we, Our roles have reversed almost. Well, um, I'm stoked for them because... No, like, I am too. I'm stoked that they got the opportunity, but I'm wondering, did it set them back? Yes. Because they got this opportunity. So for listeners, the Piahi
1: Challenge ran and they had a women's event within the event. And... There was two heats, 12 women. Yeah. They got narrowed down to six. By the time the final went out, three of the finalists were injured or... two Two of the finalists, I thought. Yeah, Keala.
0: Keala Kenley and Erica Erickson were in the hospital because in their qualifying heat, previous, they had one heat before the final. They got blown up. Dude, they got smashed. Completely like, ruined. Like, the women, so, here's the thing.
1: Like, the event organizers were probably freaking. I,
0: I watched it. Like, I was at the office. I was watching it while I was working. The men were charging. It wasn't the biggest day ever at Piaqui, That's but That's the there other was, thing. But there The was, problem was the wind. But there was good... There was... I think it was big enough to run, for sure. Like, at first, I was wondering, like, oh, I don't know if they should have ran this event. But ultimately, there were some amazing waves. And if you watch the highlights, it was an incredible event. But then the men ran through round one. Then they put the, the women out. And within the first five minutes, I was like, oh, crap, dude. They're getting detonated. Like, the first few chicks, <laughs> the first few chicks that took off on waves got detonated. Yeah, And then... They got caught inside on a set. They, none of them were in position. And they just got smashed on the set. Then a number of them shift over to the shoulder. And they're literally paddling paddling into a shoulder. I'm watching the the camera going... She can't catch that. No matter how hard she tries, she's not going to catch that. Yeah. She doesn't know that she can't catch that. Right. She's paddling with all her might to catch the shoulder, and I'm like, even no, if you it looked like
1: a surf school.
0: Yeah. I was like, even if you did get into that, it would have been embarrassing for you to stand up on, like the wave broke, and then a couple hundred yards,
1: they tried to get up on the shoulder, and they got blown yeah. off the sea, and <laughs> their board is getting cartwheeled and in the like, wind. Really, this is a professional surfer, yeah. big wave surfer, because they don't seem to have a clue. No, I was watching it going. This is a step backwards.
0: This is not progress. Like we wanted – I wanted the best. I
1: wanted these girls to charge. So-, so what does this mean for the Mavericks women's event? Because the Mavericks guys, I think you could argue they've got sort of forced and crowbarred into having women in their event. The Coastal Commission said, hey, you've got to do this within two years. And they said, all right, we'll do it this year. And I think some of the girls got together and they sort of went, hey, Committee of Five, we've got to be in this event, man. And there was some leverage there. So they finally went, all right, you're in. Yeah. And I think that those committee of five, and I'm just assuming all of this, but I don't think that initially they wanted women in their event for good reason, maybe. But now they, they've seen what the women could do in an easier situation. And they're going, okay, now you want us to have the women in our event? And it's going to be ugly because I agree with you. Mavericks is a way gnarlier wave. Although that wind was offshore, Piaji. That, that wind was problematic.
0: Sure. And they, thankfully, they had a jet ski driver for every... A rescue team for every competitor in the lineup. So I, the risk of somebody actually dying is pretty small. Like, they're going to get rescued. However, those rescue teams can't save you from injury. And so the chicks... Went. They went for it. Like they actually, when they got waves, they charged. Or when they were in position, they charged. By the way, they were out of position more often than not. But when they were in position, they took off on some pretty gnarly waves. But again, got obliterated. And you're gonna get damn. You're gonna get hurt out there. So Kiala Kenley, she charged the wave that she got, but then like she made the drop, and then she looked way too casual. Kind of in the next section, and the lip landed on her like blew out, <laughs> blew out her so knee so brutal like when I was watching it I was like whoa she's, she's looking way like she made the drop and then almost like got casual like I'm a badass I made that and then the thing just swatted her and she ends up in the hospital that Andrea Moeller I yeah, think yeah yeah I mean, did you watch her slide oh down the face? She was spinning like a top on her back, sliding down a peak. It was like, oh, my god, oh, that was the worst
1: case scenario. <laughs> that like you could like a double black diamond that was icy and yeah. you lost your skis and you're going down backwards. I walked away from the computer, like shaking my head going, oh, my
0: God. Oh, do we just witness a death? Like, that's insane. And thankfully, they rescued her and she ended up. I don't know. Actually, she didn't go to the hospital on that one. But
1: um yeah. So if you're the WSL Big Wave event commissioner, you're Peter Mell. Yeah. Are you going, "Okay, maybe we got to back off of this or is there too much social pressure now at this point?" It's a good question. It's it's like, "You know what? We're just going to keep going. We're going to push forward and guess what? In 10 years we'll look back on this and go, "Hey, we had to start somewhere and now the girls are charging." In ten years. Like Yeah.
0: I mean You gotta start somewhere. You right? do. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I'm glad I'm not in that position. I will say Paige Alm, who won the event, deserved charged. Yeah.
1: Like she looked very comfortable. That's the thing. Out there, there was there was one or two girls that were like you could have just had a two man heat and been good. Two woman heat. Yeah, that's yeah. Two she, person heat.
0: She she looked really, really comfortable.
1: Yeah. So Yeah. So Interesting. if you're the Titans of Mavericks committee of five, are you going Okay, girl. Are like, are, do you have some like vengeance in your heart? Like, you felt like you've been pushed into this corner. Okay, you want some? Here you go. Yeah, and we just throw you out at mean, low tide, vicious Mavericks.
0: I, I think, to be honest, I haven't seen the women surf enough to make a judgment call on whether or not you know they're able to surf it. So I think,
1: well, I think there will be two or three that prove their worth. Yeah, and there will be a handful, but there's only six in that. Right. There's only one heat. So um, I would think the guys that organize that event,
0: they're out in the lineup. They've seen whether which women are charging or how hard they're charging, and they can make the assessment whether or not it's worthy to. You
1: know, does Paige Alms surf Mavericks? Do you know? I've never seen she's her out from, there. I'm thinking to myself, she's, she's from, from Maui. Maui. She yeah. probably doesn't wear a full suit, which is a big ass deal. Yeah, a heavy four three suit, booties, hood. Totally different. Equipment. That's totally different deal. Yeah, but I'm sure she surfed there before. Yeah.
0: Well, how did you feel about the men's side of the event?
1: The men's was insane. You know, it was unfortunate there was so much north in the swell. Like, you, you kind of want west in it so that west ball. so yeah. Albie Lair can do his thing. And because there was north, there weren't quite as many tube opportunities. Mm-hmm. But um, it was damn good. And Billy Kemper, was the final was insane. Yeah, How good was Billy Kemper in the final? Well, he's the only guy who's ever won this event. They've ran right. it
0: twice. He won both times.
1: Yeah. And he <laughs> looks like the guy that just... Like the victory lap thing was insane. His last wave with twenty seconds to go, or whatever. Was, it was. he?
0: I, I wasn't watching it live. Was he winning the event at that point? He was. So it, it was and Greg
1: Long only. I think Greg Long needed like a nine six or okay. something, which, and Greg, it was him and Greg Long sort of stroking for it, and then Billy got a ten on it. Billy got yeah, just he just locked in and just yeah, it was mental. Yeah, yeah, because the there legit. weren't that many tubes because right. of that north direction. Yeah. So, Billy, obviously, I mean,
0: the guy's legit. Um, oh, my God. The other,
1: the other highlight... All those guys are legit. Oh, totally.
0: The other highlight for me was Kai Lenny. Like, Kai Lenny, obviously, in the last couple of years, he's really, like, leaped on. the Lenny Kai Lenny's radar.
1: probably the best surfer in the world. You think so? I mean, you could go there. Dude. If you're talking about he to- multi... yeah. Not sport, what's the term I'm looking for? Multi-board.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's riding short boards and doing airs. He's riding kite yeah. boards. Multi-board. Stand-up
1: paddles, at-jaws. Multi-board like, surfer. Paddle boarding. He crosses the Molokai Channel. He, he, he does, does the foil board thing. I think he like cuts sushi out there when he's <laughs> surfing and shit. Like, this guy is a With water... With the foil man. board, I'm sure he slices. I think fish. he talks to the animals. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> the dolphin whisperer. Yeah, he's, um, he's incredible. Well,
0: so here's what my thought was with Kai is.
1: I think he's the best surfer in the world.
0: So watching that event, you're watching all these guys stroke into waves and like charge. Jared
1: Hamilton with humility. Go ahead, sir.
0: Um, you're watching all these guys stroke into waves and charge. They all kind of look the same. If you just saw a photograph, you can't tell who's who. Except Kai, he bottom turn and do top turn. Like, he literally, and it wasn't the biggest wave in the world that he did it on, but it was like, it was still Jaws and he's still riding a gun, but he was actually attempting turns on waves. So I'm seeing his approach at Jaws is kind of the next level of what we're going to see. It's high performance. Then I saw yesterday a photo of him doing that air. Well, that's what's more
1: important, I think, because you, you and I have spoken about this before. You know that I made the statement last year that, look, we've gone through that phase where There was a bunch of tow guys and it was crazy train and Laird put out the the documentary film. It's getting too crazy out here. Then they all hooied up and said, look, unless you can paddle in out here, we don't even want you around here. So there was this five or six or eight or ten year paddling thing and I think they've gone full circle and I think Kai Lenny is leading that he's going by the way you guys let's pick up the rope again because we all know who's worthy out here as far as who are the real watermen who are the guys that can paddle if you're one of us you can pick up the rope if we don't know you if you just show up with a ski and a rope you're out Yeah. because you haven't proven yourself but now there's 20 of us that we know who they are Yeah. you guys are men now let's pick up the rope and do this the right way and oh by the way let me show you how the day of the paddling event where he's just absolutely going bonkers yeah That's the future. I agree. And and as much as some people don't want to see it or I'm not, because I was, believe me at the beginning, I was the first one that was like, these guys need to paddle in. This is BS. Right. Where are the real guys? Who is the real surfer here? And now, I'm, I'm, I mean, look, it's evolution. It's time for everyone to pick up the rope, or at least those that are worthy paddling surfers.
0: Well, the other thing is that riding the boards that they're riding for toe surfing allows them to do a lot more high
1: performance surfing on the wave once they're on the waves well, that's my than point. the paddle boards are. That's my point. Yeah. Let's, like, so, let's go James Bond. Let's go Laird Hamilton. I mean, Laird was doing that 20 years ago or whatever. What's with all the James Bond references today? Did you just watch Spectre um, or
0: something recently? No. You know what I <laughs> saw? Your I was, one. You know what it
1: is? <laughs> They were talking about Donald Trump's appointments to his cabinet. Yeah. And somebody online, I forget who it was. Somebody goes, all the appointments are like James Bond villains, except without <laughs> the kitty cat, <laughs> which I thought was great. Because when you look at it, you're like, yeah, Rudy Giuliani could be a James Bond villain. That's and then you're so like, funny. that Steve Bannon guy from Bright, Bright Bar News. He could be a James yeah. Bond villain. Oh, man. Yeah. Prince Rebus from the Republican National Committee. He could be like an evil James Bond, like the so nice funny. James Bond villain.
0: So funny.
1: They're all James Bond villains. And Donald's just stroking his kitty, sitting oh in his God. chair. <laughs> He's like grabbing it by its puss. Ooh. <laughs> well, it's a pussy cat. Of course. That's funny. Anyway, um, that's where the James Bond references come from. But it. Kai Lenny, get back to it. Guy's insane. Yep. Best surfer ever? Nope. But best yeah. surfer right now. Nope, but sure. <laughs> do you I think mean, I'm, I'm you giving it, gave, it to John John. If, if you gave Kai Lenny, yeah, John John could probably do John all those John things. John John
0: won Eddie, won the Eddie yeah. at like the craziest conditions.
1: Right. But can John John kiteboard 30 foot maps? If you gave him six months, yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If you gave him. So John but, John could do all those things, but he's dedicated to the WCT. If you threw Kai Lenny onto the WCT as an alternate, he'd get smashed. Why? Not he's competitively savvy. He's proven himself no, in the stand up world tour. I don't runs. think he's he knows th- how to run a heat.
0: I don't think he's anywhere near the level of um shortboard surfer that any of the CT guys are. So that the first any
1: of them are?
0: No. Definitely. I think not. you're wrong. Definitely not. I think you're wrong. Dude, he I've seen him do airs and surf good on shortboard, but nowhere near C T level. He's like, not not as smashing. good
1: as Name. Brett
0: Simpson? No, definitely not. Like if you put him and Brett in a heat at the, on the a Gold man Coast, man heat, Brett'll smoke him, dude.
1: Hmm. Like I don't know, I can't speak to it. I haven't really seen him shortboard, yeah. So I don't know, but there's videos online of him shortboarding. Like he's doing tail slides and airs, he like kinda he's surfing. got a squatty style or something, a little Adriano style he, going. Yeah,
0: he's just he's not as good as half the kids on the NSSA, you know, like on a what? shortboard.
1: The NSSA he's- dude
0: on a shortboard. I, I think Guy's he's a pretty good surfer.
1: I, I got to
0: imagine he's pretty good. Well, look, Jamie Mitchell's an amazing surfer on big waves on, but he's not going to go shred the pier at Huntington. You no, know but, what I mean?
1: but Kyle Lenny's 24 years old and in his prime, but he's he weighs, focused, a, he weighs a buck 40,
0: but he's focused his attention on those other things that you're talking about. Right. Like, I don't think he's going to go rip the gold coast. You know? Is he
1: the greatest waterman?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a statement. Okay. He, he,
1: he's the greatest waterman right now. Who's he, a greater waterman than Laird. I think Laird's long and tooth. So the same, I mean, but. He is to Laird what John John is to Kelly.
0: Yeah, that's true. I think I'm the one that said that at one point. The Kylenny jon John, John full comparison. Credit,
1: I'll be taking full credit for that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Well, what, what else do you have on your notes? Um, well, I'll give you a I little. I have something kind of that ties into the whole women surfing thing. Okay, let's hear it. Bear with me here. Okay. So there's this girl. I took this from the NPR website.
0: Okay. I think this might be my must-see moment, actually. It might be. Okay, go ahead.
1: Young Palestinian woman. Nope, this isn't it. Life as a surfer is over. Thanks, Muhammad.
0: Oh. Clickbait right
1: there. (laughs) Out of about a half dozen surfers on the beach when NPR visited. All of them were young men, but probably Gaza's most famous surfer is a young woman, Sabah Abu Ghanim. Abu Ghanim is featured in a German documentary called Gaza Surf Club that's making the rounds right now at film festivals. Abu Ghanim, she started surfing at the age of five, but now she's 17. And this past summer may have been her last summer out in the water she's quitting the sport. Why? Under pressure from her parents. Having finished high school, she spends most of her days now at home inside a simple cinder block cold home with 11 relatives and it faces the Mediterranean Sea. And during NPR's visit, Abu Ghanim giggled nervously and flanked on the sofa by both her parents, it came to realization that her parents have arranged for her to be married this month and she's no longer allowed to serve. We're religious Muslims. Sabah's future is up to her future husband, says her mother, Sabreen Abu Ghanim. Gaza is a conservative place and run by the Islamist party Hamas. Many families, like Abu Ghanim's, have traditional ideas about women's roles. An older sister had to quit surfing a few years ago when she too got married. When girls are young, nobody objects. In fact, I taught them to to surf, says the father, Rajad Abu Ganin, a lifeguard and a boat repairman who says he used to be an avid surfer himself before an injury to his leg. He says he saved up and spent three months' wages on secondhand surfboards from Israel for use by the family. But as Sabah matures, it's just no longer appropriate, he says. I wish I could go back to being a child, says, Sabah Abu Ghanim. That's when I felt most free, surfing. Bum rap, dude. Thanks, Mohammed. Yeah. Just it's- taking the thunder from a young surfer, that sucks. That uh, bums me out on a bunch of different levels. Yeah. But question this. We're here in America. We have religion, uh, freedom of religion. Um, what happens in America when traditional Muslim culturally accepted norms get in the way of individualism and personal freedom here in America.
0: What happens when that
1: happens? What happens when there's Muslims here and the father says, you no longer get to surf because you can't step on my freedom of religion. And I'm telling you that my daughter is going to go get, I'm marrying her off.
0: Yeah. I think rebellion happened.
1: Right? <laughs> rebellion. Right. <laughs> rebellion. So it's interesting, right? In Gaza, how, how extreme they are. Yeah, it it's is. It's kind of sad. I mean, is, it's very sad.
0: Is it a video piece, by the way, on NPR? Or was it just an article? It is.
1: But I took a lot of the words from yeah, it. Yeah. I just read. That was point blank from an yeah. NPR article. I didn't write that.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Um Yeah, man. Life as a surfer is is over,
1: dude. That's a bummer. When you're 17 years old, surfing's your life. You and I both know it. Every 17-year-old surfer in the world knows it, boy or girl. Yeah. And to just go, oh, sorry, done. By the way, I gave you this gift. Now I'm taking it from you, and I'm sending you off to your husband, who's going to tell you what you get to do. That sucks.
0: Yeah, it is better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all, though, Scott. At least she got those 17 years. No, I agree with you, but also,
1: um, like... Uh, I mean, this on the heels of what we're talking about with the Titans of Mavericks and it, it's the a, P.I. Challenge and women bumping their head into the glass ceiling. <laughs> it's also it's a sad. Great, it's a great reminder
0: that you and I need to live in gratitude I agree. for being middle-class white males born in
1: Southern California. You're so this right. white privilege is it's dripping in white great. privilege. It, it is. But good. don't we have a responsibility
0: to I, I think so. do
1: something... Do you feel a responsibility to do something now that President-elect Trump is going to be in office? Do you feel like, yeah, but what do you need to donate? Something. I don't know. Do you donate money to different causes now? Do you go and do you march in unity with with women or with Mexican Americans or Hispanics or like? Do you feel a need to not just sit back? Because my friend was talking to me about that. He's like, do we just sit back and just kind of go, okay, well, yeah, I guess it is good to be a white male privileged adult, right? Or do we now go, you know what, it's a responsibility of ours that we live in this experiment known as the United States of America yeah. to kind of stand up for what this experiment is all about, which is, you know, really, it, it's got to be some, it, there's got to be some intellectualism here. There's We just can't let, let a reality happen. TV star kind of like move us backward. Yeah. I, or are we stepping outside of our bounds and go, hey, you know what? The election happened, democracy happened, we have to respect it, and we're just gonna sit around and not do anything. I don't know what
0: the activism look like looks like for me. I do certainly feel more inclined to be active than I ever have before. Like this this is uh ignited some amount of intensity and passion about politics in me that I didn't have previously, you know?
1: Um Would you be excited if he named Ivanka Trump as Part of his cabinet because she like actually seems like she's got her head on her shoulders. She seems like the smartest, the smartest one, yeah, and like super sharp, super sharp, super capable, well educated, millennial kind of whatever, yeah, in that millennial mode. Also, why isn't she in the cabinet? That would have been maybe that's the next move.
0: Maybe that's Uh, they said on
1: 60 Minutes she's not going to be in the
0: cabinet. Oh, okay. Uh, I recorded it, I didn't watch that yet. But by the way, I have a superficial side note yes, is this not the hottest White House? Family that we're ever going to see in our lifetime, okay, aside from objectified Donald, objectified the living shit in, out of all of, the women instead of Donald. But I mean, seriously, they're the best looking White House. People, I mean, it depends athletic. what you
1: consider good looking. I think if you're a Black American, you're probably going. No, nah, I think Michelle and Barack are better looking. Black people are only allowed to like other Black people. Like, what no, that but I, I don't
0: know.
1: <laughs> like you I'm can like saying, whatever
0: yeah. national or ethnicity that you want. <laughs>
1: yeah, come on, Scott.
0: Should we delete this part? You know of the what? I'm show?
1: blushing right now on the air. I'm just saying Melania's hot. Ivanka's hot. I'm just merch. saying cultures have different perspectives of beauty, and perhaps African American culture doesn't think Ivanka's hot. They think that maybe somebody I, of their own I ethnicity is better looking. Michelle
0: was a fit, attractive woman. Jackie Onassis was a good looking woman right? That's her name. Jackie. (laughs) Right. Correct. Kennedy.
1: You're correct.
0: Uh, like she was obviously very beautiful. Uh, but Melania, by the way, Melania
1: is one of only two first women that were not born. And who was the other one? Um, I don't know. I think you might've mentioned her. I did. Jackie. O, wasn't she born in Greece? I'm not sure. Yeah, me either. Yeah, I'm not really up to date on. Trying to
0: backpedal from my statement. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) One of my favorite memes that I saw in relation to this whole uh, election was after Donald won. It shows him like talking to somebody, and he's like, "Hey, man, how's that Muslim band coming together?" And the and the person's like, "Band? I thought you said ban." He's like. Yeah, and what about that Mexican, wa- <laughs> Mexican mall? How's that coming <laughs> along?
1: <laughs> well, you know, those are funny. Yeah, classic. I'm starting to kind of go, oh, my God. I think, I seriously think that Trump's not going to last very long. I think he's going to quit i don't think he even no. wants the job he's got this look on his face like oh shit this really happened this is a bigger
0: ego stroke than anything ever like i don't see how he could walk away from
1: yeah it. but he got the stroke like the stroke's gonna wear off like there's there's after the first hundred days he's gonna be like all right i did all the shit i said i was gonna do no
0: i think um, he rides it out like there's unlimited power associated with this and like future earning potential like once he's Post president, like speaking engagement. So book does he deals. ride
1: it out with vigor, or does he just ride it out and like cool? I'm going to get the trappings either way. No, I think he rides it out and
0: puts all the heavy lifting on the vice pres and like everybody else, and just uses his position, leverages his position of power to build the brand. Is it right that we're talking about this on
1: a surf show? Our, our listeners, it's going, relevant. Damn it! No, it's relevant. I don't think we're going. How too else deep does it affect surfers uh, environmentally? No how can you be a climate denier? Like, I have I a problem know. with that too. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I, saw, I read the greatest thing and it basically boiled down to, guess what? Scientists get paid to disagree. There's nothing a scientist would rather do than debunk your theory or right. your hypothesis. That's how they make their name. Yeah. They want to go, climate change is wrong. Let me show you how. 97% of them have all agreed that it's happening. Like, right. The, and the, the, the greatest thing they could ever do is go, guess what? I've proven you wrong. Yeah. Guess what I'm going to do? Publish a paper and both... 97% of them are going, yeah, I guess that guy's right. I wish I could prove him wrong. It's an overwhelming majority. Over, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and one of the guys that doesn't believe it is the president of the United States. I think there's a,
0: there's a smaller majority believe that smoking is good for you. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's nothing more definitive. Um, except
1: our president elect doesn't believe it. That says. <laughs> That right there should motivate us to do something besides sit in our white privileged houses and play Call of Duty. Well, can I guess who your kook of the week might be, Scott? Um, My kook of the week is... Let me see. Let me find it.
0: Well, while you're looking for it, I'll give you mine. Okay. My kook of the week is the jet ski driver who ran over the surfer at Uluwatu. And did you see this? No. So... There was, for some reason, there was a jet ski in the lineup towing somebody into waves at like eight foot Uluwatu. Like it
1: wasn't even huge, and um, so they, get, they must have got paid. I'm guessing there was a surf school. Somebody goes, "Hey, pay me to get me out." Some rich Russian guy or maybe, something.
0: maybe, but why there? Like that because that's
1: where rich Russian guys hang out. I know, but there's a ton of surfers
0: paddling in the lineup. Like it's just a yeah, dumb if decision. If you're a rich r-
1: Russian guy, you don't give a shit. You've got you're, well, you're somebody literally- got hurt.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, sorry about that. So so that's the point is that that's the kook is the driver. So he towed a guy into a wave, and then there was somebody paddling into the wave on the shoulder who I think just said, F it, I'm going to burn this guy. They're towing into waves at eight foot. Like, you don't need to tow out here. I'm just going to go on him because, obviously, if you're on a jet ski, you'll always have priority. Right. So the the surfer who was paddling in on the shoulder going to burn the guy who got towed in, but the tow driver – Obviously, like him and the surfer that were on the shoulder were kind of close in proximity just by the nature of having to tow somebody in. So the tow driver kind of lost control, like was on the back of the wave and lost a little bit of control and got sucked into the wave and landed on top of the paddling surfer. And the jet ski itself hit the surfer. He ended up with facial fractures and stitches ran into by the jet ski. There's video of it. No, but there's photos. Rad. Yeah. So um, That I'll, guy is a kook. Full-on kook. So I'll have those photos on com.
1: Well, my kook is the committee of five for not running the Titans of Mavericks event in perfect 30-foot surf with sunny skies and relatively calm winds and not telling us why. Yeah. More than anything, that's the problem. Like, I'd be okay if you went, hey, here's why. Sure. Because we're going to, you know, whatever. But they went dark on us. Um uh, My duke. Kahanamoku is Mason Ho for winning the XL Pro at Sunset yeah. Beach, Forgot which to mention. we never even mentioned. But yeah. it's sort of a well, it is an HPAC Series event, um, and it sets you up, I think, for getting into the Triple Crown.
0: And I think it's the second time Mason's won this event. If I I'm think not mistaken, so. I think he, yeah, it was rad. Mason, it was. the waves
1: were good. He ripped it. It was a fun event to watch. The- really, he surfed it so cool. Yeah. He was doing chop
0: hops on a gun.
1: Yeah, he was having fun.
0: Yeah, it was it was rad. Not that I'm a fan of chop hops or something, but.
1: He was just having fun. You do chop hops. I, I, I think that's what I'm going to name your hairdo. The chop hop. That's kind of what it looks like. Sweet. I can get it. <laughs> I can get behind that. Okay. <laughs> Uh musty
0: moment. Yeah, my musty moment is Saber Norris, the young I, what is she? 10-year-old Australian girl who got interviewed. She won some Sally Fitzgibbon something or another. So the local news was interviewing her about winning the I think it was like a $1000 and gets to surf in this contest. And this little girl gave the cutest, most hilarious uh acceptance speech. What did she say? Uh they're like, "What are you going to spend the money on?" And she's like, "I was thinking of just spending a thousand dollars on donuts (laughs) hell yeah but like part of sally's initiative is like healthy eating so Uh she's like she's like but i don't think sally Fitzgibbons would get behind that idea and she's like the other thing is my dad's gained a a lot of kilos recently because he's eating a pint of ice cream every night and i don't want to turn into him he has to suck in his gut every time he takes a photo like she was fully it was like the cutest she had no filter and completely threw her dad under the bus oh Um, my
1: god that's so cute! It's rad. It's I gotta like, see that. It's 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 fully going I saw, viral. I saw it and I didn't click on it. I wish I would have clicked.
0: it. It's fully going viral because she's just the cutest little surfer girl ever. So that's my musty moment, Saber Norris.
1: Well, my musty moment is um, surprise, surprise. There's an Almond Brothers band documentary out there called After the Crash, mm. which basically covers the Almond Brothers from after Dwayne's sad passing in the motorcycle accident and. Um, you can check it out on um, I think it's on HDNet or Axe TV, which is AXS TV on DirecTV, Jeez. or you can just rent it on YouTube.
0: There's so many channels now.
1: I know hey, I just got into this jazz them. channel. If you have Apple TV, you're like overwhelmed with yeah. good shit to watch. Yeah. it's ridiculous. Like because this same channel, a it's AXS. They have these really good Dan Rather interviews. Hmm. Like that's Dan Rather's next. Gig right, and they're really killer. Like he's interviews Dwayne Allman and Keith Richards and or excuse me, Greg Allman, and uh, yeah. So these Dan Rather interviews are really good because, but it's like Dan he Rather's Neil Young.
0: Dan Rather's an A lister, and so you just think, oh, he's gonna his program must be on network television or HBO or something like that. And then they say the
1: name for the network that it's on, and you're like,
0: what? I never even heard of that network. Yeah, but
1: A list, but there's. 500 Kind of like your episodes on Search Splendor. In other words, you're getting really good guys and they're really good interviews and and you're bummed that they're semi-buried because people don't know about them. Like, you know, like you're you're like, I wish that people knew that Dan Rather just interviewed Neil Young and Neil Young said some really funny shit about getting stoned with Willie Nelson or whatever the hell it was. You know, like there's really good moments because the guy's a good interviewer like you are. And so... You want people to know about it, yeah? Yeah. You know?
0: Wow, man! Thanks for those couple of compliments in yeah, there, Scott. It's so
1: rare. Still got a weird used- hairdo. <laughs> I'm used to you making fun of my hair all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, self-conscious. By you got to call call it as you see it. Uh, well, all right. I'm looking on Surfer Mag to find some stuff, but I'm not finding any stuff,
0: stuff on what. I don't know anything. Oh well, dude, we're good. All right. Uh, good show today, Scott. Where can people find you if they want to get a
1: hold of you? Uh, you know what? Um, you can email me surftalksandiego at gmail.com. You can also email scott at boardroomshow.com. <laughs>
0: Just give them one, dude. Don't confuse them. <laughs> I have an Instagram. There you go. That's what they want.
1: Boardroom surf. No oh, dude, boardroom, it's boardroom show. show. It's bo- at boardroom show. At boardroom show is my Instagram. My Twitter is at Boardroom Surf. Dude, you are
0: killing me. You yeah. are killing me. Without yeah. knowing your own contact. But what you
1: surf. really want to do more than anything is you just want to go to boardroomshow.com. You can listen to this show. You can get information about the upcoming boardroom show. And I also post um, occasionally, you know, like some wetsuit reviews and videos and yada yep. yada yada. Surf report yeah
0: uh, and then David me I am David this is David's voice right now uh, at surf Splendor on Instagram SurfSplendorPodcast.com is the website where you can find everything that we discussed in this show. You know what's more Scott is that listeners can leave comments about today's show which they have been doing a lot of and I appreciate that because this conversation isn't just between you and I it's between all of us.
1: We can't do that with do this without you. Exactly. the listener exactly, and so in that light in that vein you can also again donate to the show and keep us going drop a dime in the bucket alright until next time adios and aloha
0: SurfSplendorPodcast.com is the website. Leave a comment there. Share this show with friends. Send them the URL. And then, of course, follow on social media at SurfSplendor. If you'd like to actually review the show, that helps other people to find us in iTunes. So rate it in there. Write a review. We'd be super grateful for that. I think we're getting close to 100 ratings or so. So doing pretty well. Blowing away all the other surf podcasts in the world. Thrilled for that, and you guys are the reason why. And then, of course, utilize SurfSplendorPodcast.com to see everything that we discussed in this episode the videos. I mean, it's funny having a podcast discussing things that are so visual, really kind of contradictory. But um, go to the website and everything that accompanies the stories, the articles, the videos, the photos. All of that stuff is on the website if you want to see what we're talking about. And then also, enjoy this Hawaii season, man. I mean, man, it comes and goes so quickly in the year, and yet so much of the rest of the year is informed by what happens in Hawaii for three months, but really just 40 days or so, you know, mid-November till the end of the Pipe Masters is really where the Triple Crown takes place and, you know... When everybody's there at the same time, basically. So, exciting times. If you're there, I am super jealous of you. Because I am sitting here in Southern California, and the water is not that warm. Alright, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I'll be back next week with my episode with uh, newly inducted Hall of Famer surfboard builder, Wayne Rich. So look forward to that. Until then... I encourage you, of course, as always, to get into the water, get a couple of waves, and shred on, my loyal fan, shred on.